Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. You know, there's something about old cars. I'm a bit of a car buff, you know that. And old cars have what? No technology, right? And that's why this announcement is really good news, especially if you don't like the tracking of the newer cars. We're talking about the Dodge Ram 1500. You can buy that. Okay, it's been 16 years since this truck came out way back in 2008. But you can still buy that Dodge Ram 1500 right now, the same design, same everything. And it's for those of you who are just tired of all your cars tracking you, which speaking of, reminding me of trucks. You know, my friend Tony was hit by a truck carrying a bunch of Omega-3 capsules. Yeah, I mean, it was just terrible. I mean, it's okay. He only sustained super fish oil injuries Oh, I know that's a bad one. Hey, listen, you're about ready to get more tech smarts because as I say, every single thing is now a tech thing. And if you're a brand new listener to the Kim Commando Show, welcome aboard. So glad to have you with us. And if you're already a listener, welcome back. Now, here's the deal. You can find my award-winning show on over 420 top radio stations all across the United States. But you can also find the Kim Commando Show as a podcast on Spotify and Apple. And you can support everything that we do and become a bonafide Kim Commando community member. That's right. You get answers to your tech questions. And we're going to start holding some online classes. And you also get the podcast commercial free. So you can get a 30-day free trial right now over at commando.com. Nice. Now, I'm sure you have at least a few questions about something digital I can lend a hand to. And that's why our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open for you. It's one 825 is the way to join us. If you're just too shy to come on a big-time radio show and podcast, I get that. You can always drop me your questions over at the website, commando.com. Hit that link that says email Kim. Every single day, I go to at least 35 different websites to make sure we're both up to date on everything that's happening in the tech verse. And let's start with number one of our five things you need to know right now. We're going to start with AI chatbots. They're going to play a big part in the upcoming elections, but they shouldn't. I mean, listen to this. The Swiss and Germans take to new technology as quickly as Americans. So researchers in both countries, they say that during their elections in October, Microsoft's being AI chatbot, when asked just basic questions about the candidates, the polls, and the scandals, gave incorrect and misleading answers, oh my gosh, 30% of the time. It even misquoted its own sources. So you can't just pass this off and say, oh, Kim Commando, that's just in Switzerland and Germany. It's a European thing. Well, AI is doing the same thing regarding our 2024 elections, bogged down in, you know, so many different court cases and lawsuits and scandals that it's virtually impossible to follow what's really going on. So here's the bottom line. All chatbots, they carry disclaimers now saying that they make mistakes. But with a 30% error rate, the biggest mistake 
is to listen to their nonsense 100% of the time. All right, moving on to number two of our five things you need to know. I predicted this back in November of 2022, talking about the death of the web page. Yes, because we no longer need to visit a website to get answers to all of our questions. We have all these different, I guess you'd call them search answer sites and apps. I'm talking about ChatGPT and Copilot and Bard and Bing and uh, all other sites and the apps. They just bypass websites altogether. Now, not even a year ago, Google provided about 40% of all traffic to all websites all around the world. Ask a question, Google sends you to a website. Hmm. Those days are gone, right? So web traffic has totally plunged and web publishers everywhere are facing this unexpected and unmerciful death. So from big to tiny, I'm talking about the New York Times to your Main Street little small town newspaper website, magazines large and small, the end is near. Unless you innovate, you will evaporate. Coming in at number three, police communications are going silent. What? Millions of you listen to police and fire scanners, and they've been widely available for more than 50 years. And even if you don't own a scanner, you can still listen in on popular apps like Police Scanner and on the Broadcastify website. But in so many cities, these scanners have just gone quiet. They're just silent. Why? Law enforcement officials have seen a value in allowing civilians, especially journalists covering breaking news, to hear their communications. But the number of listeners has totally soared and crime is out of control. So in cities like San Francisco, San Diego County, Denver, Baltimore, Chicago, New York, even Sioux Falls, South Dakota, all their police communications are now encrypted, meaning you can't tune in anymore and your town may be next. How about coming in at number four, how you can make money reselling returns? You ever wonder what happens to all the stuff that customers send back to Amazon and Walmart? Well, everything is for sale and we've returned more than $500 billion in merch. So what happens is Walmart and Amazon, they box all this stuff up and they sell it in bulk. And customers are lining up to buy these mystery boxes full of clothes and toys and mattresses and flat screens and cameras and tablets. I mean, you name it. Two by two foot boxes crammed just full of goods sell for about 10 bucks. Pay more and you get pallets. So there's this cottage industry that's just coming up so quickly, reselling Amazon returns. Now here's the deal. You could get a box full of duds, but chances are you're going to make a few bucks, especially if you're handy with repairs. And finally, this coming in at number five, AI robotic bartenders are being mass produced and they're ready for sales. And they're marked with names like Kime, a humanoid bartending kiosk that hears your order, mixes your drink in seconds, works around the clock, and what? Never wants a tip. Companies like Truebird and Bear Robotics are ready to roll out with all these competing models. Now, most larger bars will be the first to start saving money, talking about exact pours, exact measurements. These things can also replace, uh, think about this, right? Your coffee barista. So by AI may one day take over the world, it's actually starting at the corner bar and restaurant. And speaking of, you know what that means, a bad joke's coming, ready, listen up. A man walks into a bar and it's empty. It's just him and the bartender. He sits down and orders a drink. After a few seconds, he hears someone whisper, I really like your tie. The man looks around, but he doesn't see anybody else at the bar. Then suddenly he hears, wow, that color looks good on you. He asks the bartender, excuse me, are you talking to me? The bartender rolls his eyes and says, sorry about that. It's the peanuts. 
They're complimentary. Oh, 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 good one. All right, let's see. Who should we start this show with? How about Gene in Seattle, Washington? Hi there, Gene. Uh, well, I have a question about the new satellite launches uh, from um, Starlink and T-Mobile. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have an older Samsung uh, S8 that it's past time to upgrade on. And I thought the compelling reason to upgrade was being able to use satellite communications, hopefully in the near future. But uh, I just heard that the Samsung S24 coming out is not going to support that capability. So I'm wondering how far are we out from actually being able to use this service? Uh, I was out hiking uh, in a secluded area last year and kind of rolled my ankle and had to hobble back to my car and thought, well, you know, I should be connected (laughs) in order to, you know, Sure. Uh, you know what? It's a it's a fair question. I mean, you know, we just had SpaceX and T-Mobile. They they put up some some rocket launches and some satellites out there. And the whole idea is that now with our our cell phones, even though we're on five G, what do we have? Like we don't have bars in all places, right? And so the whole idea is that we can have a satellite connection in a rural area, uh, which we all know that the iPhone fourteen plus fifteen has. Uh, with an SOS connection, save countless lives. We hear about it, seems like, every other week or every other day sometimes about somebody being saved because they they fell or they got in a car accident or wherever it may be and they had no other means to contact somebody. So the whole idea is that as we launch these satellites, it's not going to be rolling out overnight, as you might expect. Uh, we fully expect the rollout of voice and data satellite services to begin sometime within the next, say, 18 months maybe even 24 months, because remember, we got to get it up there. And then we have to make sure that the infrastructure down here is able to handle it, as well as all the gadgets and gizmos that can handle a satellite cell service. Uh, It's still in the testing phase. And as far as when it's going to roll out, we also have, what do we have to deal with as well, Gene? You know what it is. Government regulation, right? Okay. So uh, that's going to be adding some... Uh, time to that as well. You know, T-Mobile, they're not the only company. AT&T is actively working on it. They actually partnered with AST Space Mobile to provide connectivity in, uh, you know, these these dead zones throughout the United States. But I will encourage you that if you are hiking by yourself, especially, and you are going into an area that doesn't have a strong cell connection, is that you carry what's called a spot a satellite receiver. Have you ever looked at those or maybe one by Garmin? Yes, I, I have. And so my hope was to avoid uh, the monthly service fees and the cost of an additional device because what I originally heard was that the technology was going to be available sooner. I mean, I thought the announcement uh, last year about this uh, initiative was that the testing would be completed by the end of 2023. No, well, yeah, obviously that like didn't yeah, yeah, that didn't happen, and because the rockets yeah. just went up, and so right. you know you have to assume that it's you know at at a bare minimum twelve months at a bare yeah. minimum. Uh, I'm saying eighteen months, at least eighteen months. So, and so if you're so looking, here's my here's my dilemma: is that I I was hoping to purchase you know I'm time to buy a new phone. I'd like to have a phone 
you know, and I'm more Android than Apple that uh, would be capable of this in the near future. But then, um, you know, the latest, greatest flagship of Samsung doesn't have it not yet. going to support the yeah. technology. It, it does, you know, it just doesn't have it. And so maybe at this point you don't buy a brand new whiz-bang phone. You buy one that it, that you know that's only going to last you for a year and a half or two because knowing that in a year and a half you're going to want to buy a brand new phone that has the satellite capability from Samsung because that's what you mentioned. You like to, to stay on the Android camp. So that's what I would recommend is take a look at, uh, you know, maybe a Galaxy or something like that. That's only a couple of years old. And of course, you know, you can always go iPhone. I know you don't want to do that because you're an Android guy. Uh, but if you're looking for the SOS immediately, that's your choice. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait till 2025. And we're all going to cross our fingers for that, too. Gene, thank you for your call. OK, Cathay in Greensboro, North Carolina. You're up next. I have a question for you. Sure. Yes. Uh I have some relatives and friends that are using these cash-making apps where they scan in their receipts from stores, gas pumps, where have you, and Mm -hmm. supposedly making them money. Uh, I know you don't get something for nothing, so I'd like to know what the downside is of this. Well, you know, the downside is, the biggest downside is the data collection, right? Uh, because they're collecting what you buy, where you go, how much you spend, your behaviors. Um, then they're sharing your habits with who knows who. Okay, Exactly. Uh, yeah. And then they're going to be feeding you ads about who knows who and what knows what. Uh, they may be uh, have access to your phone number, to your email address because this is the way that they can contact you. Uh, you can certainly read the privacy policies, but nobody ever does that, right? No. And no. so so it's really a matter of personal preference. I mean, are you okay with giving out all your personal information that's going to be sold or are you not for whatever it may be? Maybe it's 10 cents off a, a gallon of gas, Right. Or maybe right, it's right. a couple of dollars back because you spent twenty dollars at Target or whatever it may be, uh, you know. And also take a look at permissions and access that some of these apps have. Of course, now if you're going to be scanning a receipt, guess what? It needs access to your camera. Uh, right. It, it's going to need access to your location because that's going to be tied to what where you are when you purchase something. So which, uh-huh. what you can do is, uh, you know, maybe try to avoid oversharing. Uh, look at the app reviews to see if other people are getting spammed or they're getting a lot of, you know, weirdo text messages because they suddenly signed up for this. You know, keep wow. in mind that you know, this is never going to replace a job. Uh, this is never going to replace something like an employment. This is maybe a couple of hundred bucks a month and maybe some gift cards along the way, or maybe you're going to be saving money. Like I mentioned on gas, or maybe you get $10 back at the grocery store. So if you're okay with giving up all your information for that, you know, then, then that's the way that it is. But if you're not, then just avoid using them. And thank you for your call. Such great questions, aren't they? All right, we're going to switch gears just a little bit and let's talk about passwords. I know they are a total pain in the butt. And you think by this year, 2024, that we wouldn't have to deal with all these different characters and upper and lower case and exclamation marks, whatever it may be. 
Because you want to make an easy one you can remember, and guess what? You're just going to get hacked. So you make a long one that you can't remember, so you don't get hacked. Now, password managers help, but when do you really need to change your passwords? Okay. The advice has always been you want to change your passwords every 90 days, but nobody does that, okay? And so most people just keep making passwords easier and easier every single time they have to change them, especially if it does happen every, say, 60 or 90 days. So here are the four times you really, really have to change your password. Number one, your username and password were exposed in any type of data breach, okay? Even if you use different passwords at different sites, you have to change your password. Number two, you get a text message that someone is trying to access your account or maybe even in your email. This happened to me this past week. Somebody was trying to get into my LinkedIn account. You have to change your password. Number three, you fell for a scam or uh, say a phishing email. Change your password. Okay. Finally, you shared a password or credentials to your password manager with someone and then you sat there and said, oh, that was a bad idea. Bummer. Need to change your password. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Uh, let's talk about your iPhone, because you're you're starting to run out of storage space on your phone. Your iPhone has a secret setting that you're going to want to turn on immediately, like as soon as I tell you about it. So here's how it works. Your first step is to make sure that you're using iCloud or Google Photos to safely store all your precious photos and videos in the cloud. Why? Because your photos stored in the cloud are high-resolution, full-size images. And let me tell you, these take up just a ton of space. No, on your iPhone, you can store low-resolution copies of your photos and videos. And these take up hardly any storage space. Now, when you need a full-size image, just download it from your cloud storage account. Bingo, bango. You're probably not even going to notice the change. So your iPhone will reduce the size on the files that you access the least. So here's how it all works. Going to go on your iPhone, go to settings, and tap photos. And there you're going to get into optimize iPhone storage. This tells your iPhone to only keep low-res copies of the pictures and videos, but send high-resolution versions to the cloud. Isn't that so smart? Oh, my gosh. Again, here's how it works. Go to Settings, tap Photos, and then uh, turn on Optimize iPhone Storage. All right, back to the phones we go with Richard in Orlando, Florida. Well, I'm uh, affiliated with an, a ministry that works with people who are, we use the term mentally challenged, mentally handicapped, special needs, neurodiverse, whatever term you use, uh, primarily adults okay. um, who are fairly capable. They're bagging groceries at the grocery store, wiping tables at McDonald's. So in a lot of ways, we probably feel and look a lot like a youth group. Okay. And we've been trying to figure out how to do social media. Most of our people use phones. Most of them text. Hardly anyone does anything like Facebook. So we're looking at going in the direction of text and where we we were hoping, and we thought this would be easy, but we're not finding it, to be able to have a text that um, you, you'd write your text, you'd put an image, and then maybe an auto recording for people who can't read. So you might maybe have a picture of a chicken, and why did the chicken cross the road? 
you know, to get to the other side, because a lot of them would just be kind of fun text. Um, but we're, we're not being able to find something that can do that. And then we were also wondering, would be almost like wonderful if we could have an avatar of one of us that would actually speak it, maybe. That might be even better. I don't know. Any suggestions? Uh, you're trying to combine a whole bunch of different technologies. Not saying that it's not possible. Uh, well, that's why I called you. Oh, I know. I know. And I'm here and I'm right with you, buddy. I didn't hang up on you yet. So here I go. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Um, and it's really wonderful that you're doing this, uh, you know, because it does require a lot of patience and vigilance. And uh, but, you know, to to make folks of of all backgrounds, you know, self-sustaining adults. Right. Uh, yes. Yes, ma'am. And, That's right. and uh, being able to text them to offer them a motivational message, uh, put a smile on their face, whatever it may be, I think is is very commendable. Uh, when we start talking about texting. Uh, is that, of course, you know, a text is what? It's a text-based message, right? Uh, right. So that, that's where we get tech. We have different type of acronyms. One's called SMS, and that's text only. MMS is that can include images. Okay? Now, as you might guess, which one's cheaper? Yes, you know this, Richard, the text messages, right? Uh, and so you're looking at maybe... Point zero zero eight cents to send a text message and maybe 0.02 cents uh, for you to uh, for you to send a, a message with an image. So just something to, to keep in mind. And they always offer volume discounts, but it's always not until you hit a million messages. Now, if you want to send an image with a with a uh, with a with a, a video, so to speak, or maybe it's just a, a GIF or a meme or whatever it may be is that's where it could be, uh, you can, it's not going to be able to say, have that audio message built in as much as it's, it can link to that audio message that may be hosted elsewhere, or you may be able to send a short video with an audio message built in. Okay. But again, interesting. We, we have found groups that do video. We're looking at mass text for S, I mean, MMS mm-hmm. and, and they'll do a video, but not an audio. And so I have, I have found those. Yes. Yeah. And and see, the problem with the audio is that now we are putting uh, a lot more data trying to get it through as a text message. I mean, you've, you've seen this, I mean, where you go to send a text of a video or an email of something and it's like, uh, you know, and it just sits there and you're like, okay, it's sending, it's sending, right. It's sending, it's sending. And you're like, okay, it's sent. Yes. Okay. Uh, until finally maybe it didn't send and it says try again as a text message. So, you know, so it's, it, it, you know, it's, I'm not saying that it can't be done, but it's going to require um, a service that I would encourage you to check out. One is called Twilio. It's T-W-I-L-I-O. Uh, and they send MMS messages all throughout the United States and they have uh, content encoding. You can schedule these messages, real-time reporting, things of that nature. Um, so that may be an option. You know, another thing that you could do, like you said that, you know, a lot of people maybe not, they're not on Facebook, but for the people who are, you know, maybe set up a private Facebook group because this way, the thing that I like about if you could do this in a social media environment versus just a one way text is that you also have a sense of community at that point too. So if you can, right, right. Put, if you could put that message up on Instagram or Facebook or wherever it may be. Uh, that you can have other people comment on it and then 
one person says something funny, another person laughs at it, another person says something else, you know, and and so it can it can foster that versus just being in this isolation of this person's phone. I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm just saying that I, I think I would probably encourage you more to, even though they're not on Facebook, is to look at something that maybe where they are on and maybe encourage everybody to join a private Facebook group where you could put this out there and then you can engage them that way. Uh, again, a couple of sites. One's called Twilio. That's T-W-I-L-I-O. Uh, another one you might want to take a look at is Easy Texting. That's E and then a Z Texting. And then uh, finally, there's Simple Texting. Uh, both Easy and Simple Texting are going to require you to link to an audio file. Now, if you need any help afterwards, I'm always here for you. Thanks for your call today, Richard. All right, how do you store your most important documents? Do you have a, a folder containing your birth certificate, marriage license, social security card? I'm talking about crucial paperwork. Well, it's time for an upgrade, folks. Maintaining paper documents, it's a good way to keep records straight, but it also opens the door to damage, loss, theft, or any one of those issues. Now, there are situations when you need to show proof of insurance or offer evidence of your identity, but having digital copies means that all these files are accessible right from your phone or your laptop, your tablet, whatever you're carrying around. So here's what you need to do. Number one, get a scanner. One of the easiest ways to digitize documents is by using a scanner. Now, if you don't have a scanner, don't worry. There are apps that you can use to scan documents instead. Like, for example, on your iPhone, you have Notes. It's a fabulous document scanner. There's also Adobe Scan. And Adobe Scan will identify and sharpen, by the way, handwritten printed text on the documents that you scan. Super easy to use, by the way. Now, if you're on Android, Genius Scan is the app that you want to take a look at. And then another one is called Microsoft Lens. Now, this is a scanner app for your mobile device. And it's what's unique about it is that you can also use it to convert images to, say, a PDF, a Word doc, or a PowerPoint file. Now, once you've scanned all your documents, you need to keep them safely someplace in the cloud. You can use your local hard drive. Don't put them on a thumb drive. That's so old school. Okay, We want to make sure that you're, it's on your device as well as saved somewhere up in the cloud. If you need all these steps, head over to commando.com. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. All right, let's see. Teresa in Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome. Well, I have these like three giant totes of a lifetime of family photos. Mm -hmm. I have printed photos. I have a lot of negatives and I have a lot of slides. And I would like to find a device that will help me digitalize them to give each one of my three kids a copy because there are certain photos that, you know, I want them all to have. I'd like them to have them in digital and be able to, like, maybe for Christmas get them one of those electronic frames mm -hmm. that can, like, plug. And it can just, oh, there we are at Disney World. There we are at the beach, you know. Yeah, that's Because sweet. otherwise they just stay in a, under the bed in boxes and nobody gets to enjoy them. Which is true, and it's sad. And also when they're yeah. sitting under the bed in those tote bags and boxes, they're just deteriorating. 
Um, yeah, they are. So you say you have three totes. Now I have like, I have small totes. I have medium sized totes. I have a large totes in my closet. Um, how many photos do you think you have? Oh, thousands. Oh, thousands. thousands. Okay. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm 56 and, and I actually, I'm a registered nurse, but I went to photography school about 15 years ago and got a degree in just general photography. Oh, beautiful. And so I've, I've done it kind of, you know, on an amateurish level. And so there's like, there's like stuff from school. There's a lot of black and white. And okay. then I've always just been an avid photo taker. Oh, you know what? That's fabulous. I bet you got tons of great memories. Oh, um, we do. So, you know, so once you get, once you scan them in, uh, you know, what you can do is put a slideshow up on YouTube as well. Uh, oh. And, uh, and you make that address private so only they see it. The reason why I like to put that on YouTube is that, uh, you know, everybody has a smart TV now, right? Uh, yeah. And with a smart TV, they have YouTube, what, built in. And so uh, in order to play this, you don't, they don't need a digital photo frame. They just need a way to play a YouTube file, and there they go. Right. And then they that can. would be so much fun to like have up running on like Thanksgiving and family oh, holidays. hundred percent. Yes. A hundred percent. All right. So let me tell you um, the fastest photo and they're, and they're not a sponsor just to let you know. Uh, Epson has something called the fast photo scanner. And that's fast like an F and photo is F O T O. I know I hate when people do that. Yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> it's like so annoying. You know, it's like, um, but Here's the deal. It can scan 36 pictures in about 30 seconds. Oh, that would be great. So when you say thousands and thousands and thousands, I don't want you to sit there on a flatbed scanner going, okay, I can put three over here and I can put two (laughs) over here. And it's like, and then somebody can say, where's mom? We haven't seen her for 18 months. She's still, she's in the basement scanning. She's scanning. She's still, (laughs) yeah. And she's got that yellow green glow about her because of the the scanner oh, going, scan. Yeah, I've going. got a scan sunburn, a scan burn. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. have a scan burn. That's it. And see, and I know if it was that labor intensive, I didn't just meet me yesterday. I would bail. I would. I would give up. I would oh, never sure. complete the task. I, of course, you know? because you know what? Yeah. Who who wants to do that? Right. I right. Mean, now, when you scan them in, you have different DPIs. You got three hundred, six hundred, twelve hundred. Okay. Here's the secret. I, so many people say, well, if I scan it, I better scan it at the highest resolution ever because okay, when you do that, it takes longer to scan. Why? Because you're scanning more details, right? Makes sense. So uh, if it's only going to be in a slideshow, 300 DPI, more than sufficient. Yeah, unless you're going to blow it up to a billboard. Exactly. Okay, okay, yeah, that's right. Because you have the photography yeah. degree. You know what I'm saying. Sometimes yeah. Yeah. some of these even at 150 DPI is fine on the screen. You know, but I'm just thinking yeah. I would go 300. 300. Yeah, I would just go okay. 300 because... Uh, the way that the television screen and YouTube, the evolution of that from, you know, 720 to 1080 to 4K to 8K. So this way, as the resolution gets better, that your slideshow isn't going to deteriorate. So again, it's the Epson Fast Photo Scanner. Now, if that's something that you're like, well, I don't know if I really want to spend that much money because they can get pretty pricey. Uh, there's something called, a company called PlusTech, P-O-U-S-T-E-K. Uh, uh-huh. They also have it, but again, I I really don't think you have a lot of choices other than this fast yeah. photo because it is the fastest scanner out there. Uh, it also keeps the original scan when it because it will do automatic enhancement. Uh, it'll just for brightness, contrast, uh, red eye removal. 
So it does. Oh, a, that's a time saver. Yeah. So it does a lot of this along the way. So when, when you look at the price where you're like, okay, it's like 500 bucks. Just think of, okay, I got thousands. How much, if, how much that will that be per picture that I don't have to take a photo of using Google photo scan and then getting it, I mean, it's just like, okay, this is like. And then the, the time to edit, yeah. No, I looked at one of those services where you, like, send it off in a box. Sure. And they want over $500 a box for, like, a shoebox yes. size to have somebody do it. So that doesn't seem ridiculous for the price of the machine. Yeah, what you can do, too, is what a lot of people do is that they, they you might want to look on eBay for one of these or Facebook Marketplace. Oh, yeah. Because what mm-hmm. happens is people buy these and then they don't need them again. It's like, okay, did right. the job. So you may be able to pick one up for 300 350 bucks, something like that, if you look inside the used marketplace. Again, it's the Epson Fast Photo. If you want to write a, a model number down, uh, it's 680. The 680W is the model number there. Need any help afterwards, Teresa? I'm your gal. I'm here for you. And good luck with that project. How fun is that? Yeah, if this is a Christmas present for next year, it's best you start right now. All right, ever get a text message from a number you don't recognize? And instead of saying, uh, who are you? There is a hack that you need to know about. So if you get a text from an unknown number, mobile payment apps, here's the trick, like Venmo and Cash App and Zelle or PayPal, they can really help you put a name to that number. What you're going to do is just paste that phone number right into the app, and then, wow, that mystery sender's name might just pop up. Now, I tested this out on a number who I knew someone had a Venmo. Their name popped up. So this hack only works if you have an account with that mobile payment app and the sender has to use their real name and number inside that mobile payment app. So now here's the flip side. If you don't want to be found out this way, make your account private. Head into your mobile payment app settings and normally it's under friends and social and toggle off phone contacts. Hey, do me a solid and tell three friends about the Kim Commando Show and podcast because knowledge is power. You can find me at commando.com. This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited.